Hey, it's John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and it's The Entrepreneurial You, the show for dedicated and passionate Caribbean entrepreneurs seeking daily inspiration, brought to you by author, speaker, and award-winning entrepreneur, Henneka Watkins-Porter. You must be prepared to ignite. Coming up on this episode of the entrepreneurial you uh, you may not always get the result you know like maybe i sucked that day maybe maybe i didn't do a good job but it's the intent to create meaningful work every single day like today matters that that before you put your head on the pillow today even if you've done nothing all day today before until listening to this interview and this is this is the first thing you're doing of significance today then there's still time there's still time before you hit your head on the pillow that you can do something today that you are proud of that you want to show your grandkids. I think we often just put things off until the next day, the next day, the next day, and then we forget about our dreams and, and they never actually end up happening. So make today count. Hi, I'm Henneke Watkins-Sportel, your inspirational leader and host of the Entrepreneurial You podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Jamaica Stock Exchange. And now let's go to today's episode. My guest on episode 90 of the Entrepreneurial You podcast believes in entrepreneurs. At 19, he built, then sold a biotech software company. At 22, he was a venture capitalist helping raise 500,000 to 15 million US dollars, that is. He now runs the biggest YouTube channel for entrepreneurs with 1 million subscribers. He breathes and bleeds entrepreneurship. He aims to help 1 billion entrepreneurs and unlock human potential. He has set two world records, uses a stand-up desk, rides a Vespa, raises funds for Kivo, wears five-toe shoes, and created entrepreneur trading cards. He speaks globally, but Toronto, hashtag end city, is home. He loves being married. His son, salsa dancing, DJing, League of Legends, and the Toronto Blue Jays. He's the author of Your One Word, The Powerful Secret to Building a Life and Business That Matter, and The Top 10 Rules for Success, Rules to Succeed in Business and Life from Titans, Billionaires, and Leaders Who Change the World. It is my absolute pleasure to welcome Evon Carmichael to the Entrepreneurial You podcast. Welcome, Evon. Thank you for the love. Episode 90. 90 is my new favorite number now. Awesome sauce. Awesome sauce. What, if anything, do you know about Jamaica? Um, I don't know a whole lot. I've been I've been there a couple of times, but just to the resort kind of thing, never actually getting a chance to explore the country. So um, apart from just amazing people i haven't really had a chance to check out the country that much okay we got to fix that but anyway moving right along because we are going to be talking about success in entrepreneurship right yep. but first of all i want to get from you evan what in the world drives you where entrepreneurship is concerned so first off i i uh i, I do have an expression that says reggae makes everything better uh i I have I have an entire collection of songs that are reggae versions. I like getting reggae versions of different songs, so I find that just the the vibe is better than the original. Um, anyway, little quick fact. Uh, I, I think what drives me is um, I think your purpose comes from your pain, and so I think whatever you went through that was the most painful moment in your life, 
you want to then make it easier for people who come after you. Uh, I think humans are built to serve. I think if you're not happy in your life, it's because you're not serving enough. Uh, and so the best way to serve is through whatever challenges that you've been through and you hope that others after you never have to go through. So for me, it was entrepreneurship. I struggled a lot as an entrepreneur in my early days. I felt I felt worthless. I felt useless as a human being. It was the worst part of my life in terms of my self-confidence. And so I try to, I do what I do so that hopefully others don't feel that same level of um, low worthiness. And um, that's the mission I'm on. That's an excellent mission. I recall when I started, you know, my own business, I started with a clothing line. It's called Pato Apparel. And then I uh, eventually morphed into what I believe is really my purpose, life transformation through inspiration. Because as you rightfully say, your pain is is what birth purpose and I can relate to being you know lacking self-confidence I can relate to a lot of uh, rejection abuse I can relate to that kind of pain so I can understand why that will drive someone to you know be an entrepreneur is that enough is the question to you Evan um, as it relates to you know entrepreneurship is that enough to become an entrepreneur it doesn't mean you have to be an entrepreneur uh, if you're talking, if you're talking about your listeners and kind of advice for them to find what their purpose is, I think when you figure it out, the thing that is the most painful moment in your life, then the the how you go about solving that. There's a lot of different ways. It could be an entrepreneurial path, or it could be something totally different. Uh, in my case, I knew I wanted to help entrepreneurs, and there's a lot of ways that I could do it, but I wouldn't enjoy every path. If my friend who was an entrepreneur was moving and I rented a moving truck to help him move his office, uh, great, I helped an entrepreneur. I might enjoy the result, but I don't enjoy the process of moving. I don't want to be in the moving business. That's not what I aspire to do. And so there's a lot of times where we'll enjoy the result, but we won't, we won't enjoy the process. And so you've got to find the things that you enjoy the actual work. You know, we're doing this show. You've done 90 episodes. You know, it's awesome. Uh, for somebody to have a successful podcast where they're interviewing people, you know, you better enjoy interviewing people. Otherwise, you don't have a shot at having a successful podcast. And so I think some people go down these roads for the wrong reasons. You know, I want to launch a podcast. And because podcasting is one of the you know hottest trends of the year. Awesome. But it doesn't mean everybody will have a successful podcast. You have to actually enjoy being on there. You have to actually enjoy interviewing people. I think when you can tie both what your purpose is and tie that to the actual activities that you enjoy doing on a day to day, that's when you actually achieve your success. And you're absolutely right, because as you're talking right now, you're hitting a nerve, Evan, uh, because, you know, I just <laughs> I just came back from a few days of what I call workcation. So as part of my podcasting okay. um, thing, what I do, I go into hotels sometimes and in, in exchange for quote unquote free stay, I promote their resort. Right. So I'm just coming back where I recorded a few episodes and just coming back from that kind of a low-key area, I honestly would rather not be doing this interview right now. Can I tell you? But the truth is, I when okay. I th when I thought about <laughs> it, no, like when I thought about it, like, hello, why am I doing this? And so I had to look back and say, you know, how, how I really enjoy doing these interviews. Like, I really enjoy it. And that's what drives me to, okay, not cancel or, you know, not reschedule because... I know I am doing it because, first of all, it 
it gives me a sense of satisfaction. And two, I know persons are depending on me to bring these yeah. amazing leaders and entrepreneurs onto this show. And so I do it. And that's what drives me. So I can totally relate. <laughs> I love it. And, and it's also interesting how much our head will talk us down from what our heart wants to do. We have an idea. We want to launch something. We have, we have a vision for ourselves. And it, it sounds exciting and interesting. But then the more you think about it, your head gets in the way and says, well, you know, you shouldn't do that. You can't do that. Don't go off and do that. You should procrastinate on that. You should cancel on that. Um, where the decisions you make when you are feeling bold and confident are actually the best things for you. And then you want to use your head to help you figure out how to do it instead of most people, your head is actually acting against you. Mm -hmm. And talk about that. How about the imposter syndrome? Has that ever affected you? Or tell me a time when that imposter syndrome has actually affected you, where you felt perhaps, you know, I shouldn't be doing this. Who am I to be doing this? I'm not good enough kind of a thing. I think we all face it. I think especially when you are trying to portray a certain image is when it will, when it will pop up the most, where what I try to do now, which is hard, but I try to force myself to do it, is anytime I feel like I'm not showing a side, then I force myself to go and show that side. So for example, I just got back from Los Angeles. I was speaking at an event and they had all these VIP dinners and activities and parties and I'm an introvert, so I don't I don't really? like going to those <laughs> things. <clears throat> yeah, I am introvert. It doesn't come across in my interviews and all that, but but I'm naturally introverted. And so I don't like big group dinners. I like one-on-one -on -one stuff. And so while everybody was going to these fancy restaurants and VIP dinners, I decided I was going to just walk outside and go to a Subway sandwich and get a sub and bring it back and eat in the lobby of the hotel and maybe meet one or two people. Um, and so while I was doing that, I took up my phone and recorded a video both for my Instagram and my YouTube channel just saying, hey, guys, I'm feeling really introverted and I'm going to go off by myself to Subway, buy a sandwich and come back. And I'm skipping on all the parties. And, and that's OK, because when you feel introverted, just go into introvert mode. That's fine. And I got so many people then respond back to me saying how meaningful that was because they they feel like they're an imposter because they're trying to act a certain way when really they just feel introverted. And so I think it's not not answering questions you don't know the answer to. It's it's showing every side of you publicly so that you feel like you're not an imposter because you're you're sharing yourself fully. I think when you're sharing only a piece of you, then it's easy to feel like you're an imposter and you're not worthy. Mm -hmm. It's true. I mean, authenticity is especially in this era of social media and, you know, it's 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 like persons are feeling pressured to, to reveal a particular side and, and you know, the one on another hand left and leave another side um, unrevealed, you know, so I can totally relate to that. And that is something too, um, Yvonne, that I actually, you know, been working on because I truly believe in authenticity. I believe that what you see should be what you get, you know, and um, if you don't feel like going to the party, then for God's sake, don't go to the party, right? Yeah, and authenticity is a is a huge buzzword, but then then it's be like, how do you get authenticity? How do you find it? Well, the path to authenticity is to share the thing that you're most scared of sharing. Like the thing that makes you the most vulnerable is the thing that you need to share. Otherwise, people won't connect to you because nobody wants to learn from the perfect person. If you look perfect, they don't want to hear from you because you're too unrelatable. So the thing that you're afraid to share, whatever whatever you've gone through that you're afraid to share the the chink in your armor you know that's the thing that if you share that is what 
people will actually connect with. Absolutely. And I mean, that has been my experience too, you know, even my own childhood and all the rejection and abuse and everything that I've gone through. I find that when I share that, I get to connect more with people. But anyway, back to um, success and, and entrepreneurship, what does success really look like or what should it really look like in entrepreneurship? And before I even answer that question, um, let me preface it by saying that many a times we say, oh, you know, we define success in our own terms, fine. But is that a cover up to say, when we're not making the, the financial gains, for example, that we want, then we, we, we define success in another term. So what, what, are, what, what is your take on that? I think finances are part of most people's definition of success, if not 100%, at least 50%. Um, I think there are genuinely some people who don't care about money. I don't know how many of them are in North America um, where it's like 0% about money. Maybe if you're a monk or, you know, there's definitely some people, but I, I hear you. I think some people use that as a front, as a cover. And at the same time, it is, it's still the truth. Like you need to define what it's like for you and, and how much money is a piece of that. And so money is definitely a part of it. But if all you were doing was making money and, and you know, you never look after your health or your family or anything else, you wouldn't be happy either. I think there's some people who are pretty laser focused and they want their career success over almost everything else. So it's like 90% career money and 10% everything else. And other people who want a more holistic approach to things and money's half of it. And then family and everything else plays a big role as well. I think it's hard to judge somebody else's definition. I think of, I think of that success, the same thing as if you're looking at what balance looks like. I look at Dwayne The Rock Johnson and he has to work out for three hours every day. So if he's doing a movie shoot and he has to be on set for eight o'clock, he'll wake up at five o'clock uh, or just a little bit earlier and then go work out for three hours. And to me, that sounds crazy. Like, that's ridiculous. Uh, like sleep. <laughs> sure it does. <laughs> you know, I would take the sleep over working out for three hours. But 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 like I don't look like Dwayne The Rock Johnson either. Right. <laughs> um, and so like but but to him, that's balance. Like he thinks that's balanced. I think that's crazy. But he thinks that's balanced. You have to figure out what balance looks like for you. you it's, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying success. Like I want to I be making X amount of dollars per year. That's part of my success formula. Not I'm here making 40K and I hate my life, but I'm going to pretend like success means these other things that I don't deeply care that much about. Uh, let's talk about risk, risk aversion and um, entrepreneurship. Should I go all in or should I just, you know? Make sure that I have one foot in the door um, of my safe job, for example. I think that's a personality thing. I think it's the same thing as quitting smoking. Do you quit cold turkey or do you go Nicorette in the patches and slowly wean yourself off of it? I think both paths can work, but you have to know yourself to know what path is best for you. I don't, I don't lean in heavily on risk. So I like having options. And so I'll test constantly. I'll test, 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 and I'll find some small way to test something. And then if it works, then I then I plow everything to make that thing happen. Most of my tests will fail. Some people, the only way they can get themselves to commit is to quit the thing. Like some people, they stay in a job they hate forever because the only way to get them to actually go and try some other business is for them to have no bridge back to go to their office. So some people say you need to burn the boats to burn the bridges and like it's success or die. Um, and others, they can slowly work their way into it. I think it's just based off your personality. And I would try to look at other things that you've done in your life 
like quitting smoking or like stopping something else? Did you just decide cold turkey that this is who I am now and I'm never going back? Or did you gradually wean yourself out of that other thing? And that should give you the answer to help you uh, forge your entrepreneurial path. You know, understand that for me, it was so painstaking. I mean, it took me perhaps two years um, when I first started my my business. And then eventually, you know, the thought started coming to me that I need to quit. And it took me a while before I actually quit. And when I did, though, it was like, wow, freedom. Here we go. All right. On this note, <laughs> going to take a break right here. I've been talking with Evan Carmichael. He eats, sleeps, live, breathe, everything entrepreneurship. And we're having a great conversation about success in entrepreneurship. So let's take a break and we'll be right back. And this review comes from Adam Earhart. He says, a truly great show with an authentic host. Henneke is a great interview style and the show is fun and informative definitely worth listening to. Thank you so much, Adam. I totally, totally appreciate this review. We needed to raise capital, but our experience with local financial institutions was that they were cautious and slow to act, and interest rates were far too high. We had real concerns about financing our business through outside equity investors and the possibility of interference. Could we get a fair valuation for our business? We had our own ideas about the business and its value. Should I go the traditional route of bank financing or should I try the Jamaica Stock Exchange? So we made a call and experienced transformation of our business through conversations. I'm John Mafood, CEO of Jamaican Teas and we're listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Give us a call today at 876-967-3271 to begin your transformation through conversation. We want to see your company listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Welcome back, welcome back. And I'm here now to continue this conversation with Evan Carmichael, who, again, like I said, he eats, breathes, sleeps, dreams, everything entrepreneurship and I'm just here trying to get some nuggets from him. Hopefully what he's given me and is really blessing me and inspiring me will also inspire you and just perhaps just hit a point home that you've been thinking about for a while and there's something that Evan would have said and it's just connecting with you right now. So welcome back, Evan. Thanks a lot. Good to be here. Awesome. So, so I know you're very passionate, right? You're, you're, you're really into what you're into. Um, well, I, I, I perhaps should see you salsa dancing. I don't know about, about you and salsa dancing. <laughs> I perhaps should see that, but I know you're really, really passionate about entrepreneurship. There is the, um, school of thought or the question going on about the conversation going on about passion versus skill. And, you know, passion is not enough to uh, become an entrepreneur. What's your take on passion versus skill for entrepreneurs? So I think for most things, if you're passionate enough about it, you can learn the skill for most things. And I think it it ends up being a requirement. Like if you look at anybody who's had success, not even entrepreneurship, in anything, in, in basketball, in music, in anything, they have a deep love for the work. Like they love the work, not just winning the awards, but the actual work, the process. They love doing it to get the skill. You need to put in lots and lots and lots of practice. So it helps when you actually love the thing that you're doing. I think some people are naturally talented at something and it gives them an advantage over others. But you'll often see that the people who end up winning may not have been naturally gifted with raw talent. 
but they worked on their craft. They worked on it. They worked on it to get a lot better at it. For me, in terms of what I do with my YouTube channel, I don't consider myself being naturally talented at it. It took me 350 videos until I wasn't completely embarrassed by my content. I couldn't watch it back. They play like, oh, stop that. It's so bad. And then 700 videos or so until I, I inspired myself where I saw one of my own videos. I'm like, man, I, like that's a pretty good point. Uh, so it took me a long, long, long time. I think you could have gotten there faster. I think a lot of people in your audience could have gotten there faster than me. But because I was so committed to doing this thing, then I slowly got better. And so you very rarely see people who win in any aspect of life who aren't passionate about the thing that they're doing. And that also requires then them developing the skills. And so you need both. But it's often if you just if you're just really highly skilled at something, but you're not passionate about it, you probably won't that being you can make a career. There's lots of people who make a career being a lawyer, an accountant or something they have a lot of skills at that people pay for but they're not passionate about it. So they, they never become the best. You can make a career, but you can't be the best unless you're passionate about it. Absolutely. And you sometimes we are a worse critic because I can relate because even my own podcast, right? I record and sometimes I cringe to listen. I don't want to listen the, the shows. Once in a while, I will listen to an episode that really inspires me like, whoa, this is really good. But it's like, I'm so afraid to even listen to the episodes after I would have recorded them. I mean, when I'm recording and, you know, when I'm editing, that's fine. But once they go live, like, oh my gosh, I'm not listening to this. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and I think, I think that's good. I mean, like, it shows that you care, right? It shows that you you want it to work. You want it to be good. And the actual answer to you getting better would be to listen to every episode back and see, oh, that thing, that question I asked wasn't good or my tone here wasn't good. That's how you actually get better. It just took me a long time to to figure that out and summon the courage to watch my own stuff back. I posted on, on Facebook that I would be in- interviewing you and Samuel the Stimulus on Facebook, that his name on Facebook, he says, how do you stay consistent? I think it's really important to have two things. One, that you have a schedule that keeps you on track every day, starting with your morning routine. So I think most people wake up like an accident. I think most people, the first thing they do is they hit the snooze button on their alarm clock. And and what does that tell you? That is, you set a goal the night before that I'm going to wake up at whatever, seven o'clock this morning. And the very first thing you do every day is say, slam, it's okay not to hit my goals. That's the first thing most people do every day is they tell themselves that it's okay not to hit my goal. That's really hard to set yourself up for a great day when the very first thing you're doing, likely multiple times per day hitting the snooze in the morning, is uh, that it's okay not to hit my goal. So first thing, like just just get up. Get up and have a schedule, especially a morning routine, that sets you up for success. Don't wake up like an accident. Do the thing that gets you feeling inspired, bold, confident every morning, whatever that is. For me, I like watching a video. I like learning from somebody who's had success. And then I also like sharing it. So I'll always wake up and I'll share a message on my Instagram uh, that's a just an inspiring message for the day. And then I'm good to go. For the person asking the question, whatever it is for you, like maybe you need to listen to an episode of this podcast every morning, huh? That's a good way to get fired up. Maybe you need to put on some reggae tunes. Maybe you need to dance outside with your cat. Like whatever the thing is, it gets you feeling motivated, bold, confident. And we've all felt that. You know what it feels like to have that feeling? What did you do to get that? And then put that into your morning routine. I find that really, really helpful. Two, and then also helps to do something that you're you're passionate about. Like I like making videos. If I stopped liking making videos, I would stop doing videos and go do something else. And so if you wake up every day 
going to work that you hate doing, you can only do something that you hate for so long before you just absolutely hate your life and kind of throw in the towel on life. And I hate that. So I'm always doing work that I'm like, I'm excited to be here on this interview. I'm here. I'm not, I'm not thinking about, oh, when's it going to end or what am I doing? What am I doing tomorrow? Right. It's like, I, I'm pumped. I'm excited. We got this call going. I like it. It's great. Like I, I, it's easy to get up for this. And so do you have work in your life that you, that you want to get up and go off and do? It's easy to stay consistent on things that you're passionate about and hard, hard, hard to stay consistent on things that you have no interest in. We're heading to the close of our conversation. I'm going to ask for your final thoughts, Evan, as well as to share how we might get in touch with you. Um, I'm sure, you know, many persons would have been familiar with your, with your YouTube channel. But um, outside of that, how might our peak performers get in touch with you? Sure. So YouTube is an easy place to start. I'm also pretty active on Instagram and Twitter, just Evan Carmichael. You can find me. And if you want my books, Amazon is about the easiest place to go to. In terms of final bit of advice, I would just say make today count. I think it's too easy to say tomorrow I'm going to do something or next week I'm going to do something or January 1st I'm going to do something or Monday I'm going to do like today. Make today count. My goal always is I wake up and I want to make something today that I want to, I want my grandkids to pay attention to. So this interview, I want my grandkids to listen to. I hope they're listening to it right now. It's it's my intent always going into things that I want my grandkids to listen to this. I, you may not always get the result, you know, like maybe I suck that day. Maybe maybe I didn't do a good job. But it's the intent to create meaningful work every single day. Like today matters. That that before you put your head on the pillow today, even if you've done nothing all day today before until listening to this interview, this is this is the first thing you're doing of significance today, then there's still time. There's still time before you hit your head on the pillow that you can do something today that you are proud of that you want to show your grandkids. I think we often just put things off until the next day, the next day, the next day, and then we forget about our dreams and, and they never actually end up happening. So make today count. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I have been talking with Evan Carmichael and he has been just leaving, sharing with me nuggets after nuggets after nuggets. But importantly, he's saying to all of us, make today count. Thank you so much, Evan. It's really been my pleasure to have you on the Entrepreneurial You podcast. Thank you for the love and um, I got to get back to Jamaica. Do you have a product or service to put out to the world, but you don't know where to begin? Do you have an idea for a blog? Well, think that having a website is just way too expensive. Do you want to start a website, but don't know where to begin? If you answered yes to any of these questions, visit HennekaWatkinsWatcher.com and sign up to HostGator Web Hosting. For as little as $2.75 per month, you can have the perfect option for your small site or blog. You'll have user-friendly building tools and unlimited domains. Go to HennekaWatkinsWatcher.com and sign up now for your perfect website. We have come to the end of another great episode of the Entrepreneurial You podcast. Remember to subscribe in Apple Podcast and download all the episodes that you would have missed if you have not already subscribed and downloaded the episodes and play them to the end as well because good stuff is always at the end too. So do that as well as go and leave a rate and review right now. I'd appreciate that. It helps a lot because I put a lot of effort into creating this free content and it does help when I know that it is of significant value to you. So show your love by going to Apple Podcasts and just leave a rate and review. And when you leave that review, 
do send me an email at hennikawatkisportal at gmail.com because I'd love to be able to read them in an upcoming episode. And if I'm not notified, I won't know it's there because unless you go into all the different stores in Apple, there is no way that I can actually know that a review was left or a current review was left. So it's important that when you leave your review, you send me an email, let me know about it so I can go look for it and read it live on an episode of the Entrepreneurial You podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Henneke Watkins Porto. Remember, you were born to win, but to be a winner, you must plan to win, prepare to win, and expect to win. What good?